Welcome to another podcast from Planet Shakers Church. For details on campus locations and service times, check out planetshakers.com. Today we've got Clayton Coombs speaking on the power of your yes. Let's dive in. Do you know, I believe God is still moving. Can you say amen? I believe that God is still moving. Can you say amen? That's the sermon, we can go home. I say that God is still because God is by definition everywhere. And so when we talk about the move of God, we need to talk about that in a special way. But I say that God is moving because God, while everywhere, is, is uh, moving somewhere. And I say, can you say Amen? Because what I wanna do this morning is to teach you how to appropriate practically the move of God. In other words, what is it that's gonna determine whether or not I'm part of it and whether or not God moves in me. As Pastor Tavonga was already declaring when he did the offering message, I love the offering message and what you said today. He said, in heaven, there's no sickness so we can pull that down to earth today. And, and heaven can invade earth in the area of sickness. Come on, I need some faith to believe in this place. Can you say Amen? God has won the victory today. Jesus has won the victory over sin, over sickness and over poverty, over lack. I'm telling you right now, heaven can invade earth today. But what's gonna determine whether or not I get to be part of it and whether or not heaven invades earth in this area where I am and where I'm occupying, that's what I wanna talk about uh, today. And that's where our agreement comes in. I had this picture when I was preparing of a, um, an electrical storm. And you know, in an electrical storm, the atmosphere is charged with electricity. And you just get the feeling that, that uh, lightning could strike anywhere at once. We, we watched this beautiful electrical storm at our window in our old place. We had a, uh, the, the kids were looking at the sky, they had all the lights off and they were just waiting and they were playing these Planet Shaker songs in the hope that they could get lightning to strike on a beat drop or some kind of drop or some kind of beat or whatever it was in the song and it would just be awesome. So they're videoing, but the, the, the reason why, and they actually got it to happen, why? Because lightning can strike at any moment. And yet in that electrical storm, see an electrical storm, it's not a great analogy. That is the picture that I saw, but I wanna help qualify that because an electrical storm is actually destructive and dangerous and can be a little bit scary. You don't want lightning to strike you. This is not that kind of party. We do want uh, God's power to strike us today. We, we do, and, and so what you do in an electrical storm to direct the power that's there in the atmosphere is you use this thing called a lightning rod. And the lightning rod essentially tells the power where to go. And so in the positive, in this move of God, what I want for us to be people who, who get the attention of heaven and direct the power of God. No, right here, right here. See, Jesus said, Jesus went around for three and a half years preaching the Kingdom of Heaven has come. Repent and believe the good news. He's preaching about the Kingdom of Heaven. He's preaching about the authority of God. And wherever He went, He was a lightning rod for God's power. Because what He was trying to demonstrate was that the realities of the Kingdom of Heaven can be manifested here and now by faith on the earth. So Jesus turns up in a situation and they bring all their sick people to Him and every single sick person receives healing. God's power manifests, the Kingdom of Heaven comes to earth in that moment. Jesus turns up in a place where there's hunger 
Literal hunger. People didn't bring their lunch. I don't know why people didn't bring their lunch. That was a pretty crazy decision and they seemed to make it en masse. But anyway, they're so hungry to hear the Word of God that they forgot about their physical hunger and Jesus was able to feed them by a supernatural miracle. He made nothing out of something. Wait a sec. He made something out of nothing and that needs a better amen because that's what He actually did. Thank you. Praise God. He made something out of nothing and He fed the masses. The Kingdom of Heaven where there is no lack manifested on the earth. So let's talk about the move of God. Let's interpret the move of God and then let's participate in the move of God because I can tell you, I don't need to tell you, God is moving afresh in our day. And I'm not just talking about um, the, the, the things that happen when we normally come together. I'm talking about the extraordinary things that are happening in these times and that have begun to happen. I'm telling you and I, I declare to you, I don't don't need to declare to you. Planet Boom, Planet Uni, I'm telling you, God is moving and there are powerful, powerful encounters coming. But just because we're not part of Planet Boom or Planet Uni today, those of us who are not, powerful encounters are coming right now. Okay, point number one, I've got to move on. God is moving. Now, obviously, a God that is everywhere by definition can't move from somewhere to somewhere. That's not what we mean when we say God is moving. But there's a beautiful picture in Genesis about the move of God. Well, there's another one in Acts about the move of God. And it says that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God made everything out of nothing. He made it up in His own mind and then He spoke it into being. That is incredible power. And I feel the power of God in this room today. This atmosphere is pregnant with possibility. God's power could break out at any moment and in any seat. But see, it says that the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. That to me is a picture of the move of God because see, God is still and yet God is moving. That's what you have to do when you are hovering. Now, why is He hovering over the water? He's hovering over the water because He has a desire, He has a will to do something over the earth. And so He hovers, God moves in a place where He has a will to act. And yet nothing happens until the word is spoken and that's where we came that's where we come in today. Can we say amen? amen? Okay, that's actually getting better. I need that to to get like a lot better by the end of the meeting. So every time I, I say can I say amen? I'm not just pumping you for a response today. I'm teaching you a principle because we need to come into agreement with the word of God. And so God is still and yet God is moving. And, and I tell you what, the move of God, the mighty rushing wind that's hovering over the waters is encountered in the upper room. When God has a desire to pour out His Spirit on all flesh, when God has a desire to plant the church that's gonna turn the world upside down, people are gathered, it says in Jerusalem, from every nation under heaven, just like people are gathered in this room from every nation under heaven. One accord, one purpose, one place for heaven to invade earth. They're waiting in the city and all of a sudden, God begins to move. The wind begins to blow. There's a sound in that place. There's a rushing mighty wind. Tongues of fire break out. Everybody begins to speak in tongues and God's power is manifested in that place. 3,000 people, 3,000 people are ushered into the Kingdom in that moment. 
And that 3,000 quickly gives away to 5,000 more. And by the time the book of Acts is finished, there are Christians in every sector of society, the military, the government, the hospitals, the education system, right the way through, every institution. See, God moves because God wills. So point number one, I don't know if I've got my points up here and I always preach them in a different order, but number one is God is moving. Number two is God is moving because God is willing. That means God desires to act. And that's a wonderful proposition and it's a terrifying proposition. And I wanna tell you why. It's wonderful because when God wills to do, God does what only He can do. Man, I wanna position myself. I wanna come into agreement for God to do in me today. God can change impossible situations. Jesus can speak to a coffin and see a dead person raised back to life. Jesus can touch a blind man and have them see again. He can spit in some poor guy's eyes and it can happen that way. He can stick his fingers in somebody's ears and and open them and somebody who wasn't previously hearing can hear. Jesus can change impossible situations when heaven invades earth. But it requires uh, agreement because see, God is willing. It's a wonderful proposition. Let me tell you why it's terrifying. God doesn't need your agreement. God wants your agreement. God has chosen to make Himself vulnerable to our will. That's what's terrifying. And I don't, I don't mean that in some open theist way. If you're watching online and, and you wanna judge what we're talking about here, I don't believe in that. God does know the future. He is absolutely sovereign. But let me just say, God has chosen to use us and to use our agreement. That's why it's terrifying because in part, the responsibility is on us. What if, what if this morning God willed something over your life. God willed a miraculous intervention or an open heaven or a miraculous uh, provision or a healing in your body or to give you a word or whatever it may be, however you need God to manifest in your situation in this place today. And because we failed to believe or because we failed to agree, the Holy Spirit hovers in vain and the lightning strikes somewhere else. That's why it's terrifying. No, I don't mean to say that to create fear today. I, I, I don't believe that's us today. I, I, I think well, I'm talking about another room today because this is the faith house. This is the place where God's gonna move. Look around you at your space. Look around you at the people sitting beside you at your chair. This is the place where God's gonna move today. This is the place where God's power is gonna be manifest today. Can you say Amen? Amen. No, that's getting better. That's getting better, okay. God is moving. God is willing. He's willing. He wants to. He's already said yes. Come with me quickly to 2 Corinthians 1. We're going to read verses 18 and 19. But before you do, Matthew 8, I think it's verses 2 and 3. Guy comes to Jesus with leprosy and says, If you are willing, you can make me clean. Jesus says to him, Yes. He says to him, I am willing. Be clean. He's willing. And if there's a question on your heart today, God, would you move even in my situation? Would you breathe life even into my family? 
Would you, would you change the impossible situation over my health today? Would you shift the diagnosis over my body today? I believe Jesus, He's looking you in the eye today and He's saying, I am willing. I am willing. He's already said yes. Second Corinthians now. Come on, let's turn there. Uh, Second Corinthians. Okay, that's fine. I'll turn there. I, I could take all day. Oh, there we go. Second Corinthians. Uh, For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and then no, as if God somehow changed His mind in the middle of the thing, but in Him, it has always been yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through Him, here we go, you ready? This is making a practical. This is lightning rod time. Through Him, the Amen is spoken by us and for the glory of God. Can you say Amen? Can you sense where this is going today? Can you sense the Holy Spirit moving here? I just think about other occurrences in Scripture. The Spirit of God, I think about the Spirit of God moving on the face of the waters. In John 5, there's this pool uh, where, where there was the moving of the waters and everybody who jumped in would get healed. And then one day there's the moving of the waters over there, but there's the moving of the Spirit as Jesus walked in and saw a guy who'd been lying there for 38 years, disappointed, disillusioned and still unhealed because he had nobody to help him get into the pool. Jesus says, do you want to be healed? And He reached out and healed the guy. 38 years, a cripple, and He was set free in a moment. Because Jesus has already said yes. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And if I may, the Word of God for us today, what Jesus is saying is yes. He is God's yes. And that Jesus simply goes around proclaiming the Kingdom and saying yes to the promises that God has already made. Did you know? I don't know if you knew. I had to look, Google is good for some things. Because I, 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 I'll be honest with you, I didn't look up every single one. But I understand there are between 7,500 and 8,000 uh, promises in the Bible, depending on how you count it. Which is why, by the way, it's really important for us to read the Bible. We don't just, I mean, we get like 30 minutes, if that, up here on a Sunday. Don't, don't, don't make us read the Bible for you. Christians read the Bible. And you know what? There's apps now. You can get somebody to read the Bible for you and you don't even have to pay them. And if they're boring or slow, you can speed them up. I'm, I'm just saying it's important to know the Word of God because I reckon if there's 7,000, let's go conservative because I I like to err on the conservative side, but let's say that there are 7,500 and change promises in God's Word that apply to me. I reckon I'd want to know what a few of those were. When I was a little kid, a little kid, so God is moving, God is willing, third point, heaven is waiting. I think you know what heaven's waiting for. Can you say Amen. Yeah, okay, I think we're getting there. When I was a little kid, uh, I used to visit our grandparents. My grandparents were believers and we used to have like a family uh, devotional time. We'd all sit around. My grandfather would read from the King James Bible like and enunciate every word and work them out. He never went to school beyond grade six. It was horrifying, but it was powerful. And um, they had, my grandparents had this little thing called a promise box. 
have a picture of a promise box, which I'm going to put up there right now. That's beautiful. It looks really appropriately ancient. And what you used to do, I'm sure somebody's got an app for this now. I don't know, but seriously, you interact with the Word of God on your phone and somebody text messages you or Instagram messages you and then all of a sudden you're not having a quiet time, you're having some other communication. I mean, I'm just, I'm not being old and grumpy, I'm just saying. Um, But anyway, do what you need to do, but for heaven's sake. Anyway, so you got this promise box and I don't know, there's not eight, I can tell you right now, there's not 8,000 promises in there, but there's some of them. There's some of the better known promises in there and it's like this little family game. You pass around the box and then you take those precious little tongs and you pick out a promise and then you read it and then that's your promise. And uh, if I'm honest, there's a little bit of criticism of that kind of activity around those times. And people said, well, you don't wanna reduce the Word of God to fortune cookies, you know, like as if everything in that box applies to you. But I don't know, I feel like I wanna push this a little bit. Everything in that box and probably 7,000 more actually do apply to you. And the great thing is God's already said yes. And, and what was awesome in that game was to be one of the kids because, you know, the adults just kind of walked through the exercise and went, oh, that's nice. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's fantastic. Put it back in the box. But the kids were like, oh, they're encountering it for the first time. And they're like, I didn't know I could have that. And by His stripes, I am healed. I didn't know I could have that. And then what does the kids say? They say, oh, can I have another turn? Guess what? In this, in, in this promise box, you can have another turn. You don't just have to have one turn. It can go around and around and around. You can have every promise in the box. Why? Because Jesus has already said yes to everything in the box and 7,000 more. It's just up to us to say the, to say the Amen to the promises of God today, to be that lightning rod. Wow, wow, you can take your seats. What is it? What is it for you today? What is it that God is waiting to fulfil? All of His promises, however many promises there are, they're all yes in Jesus. And through Him, we can say Amen today. Who needs needs, uh, supernatural healing in their body today? Who'd be bold enough to say you need supernatural healing? Jesus has already said yes to that. Who needs a miracle of provision today in the house? There's always people who need miracle provision. Come on, Pastor Tavonga. I read the prayer cards up here every Wednesday morning faithfully. They fall into about three categories, don't they? God heal my family. God touch my family. God, get, and I mean, excluding the better job, better car, you know, like that stuff. I'm like, you can have that stuff too, by the way. That stuff's in the Word too. But there's desperate situations. And yes, Pastor Tavonga reminds me. And uh, can I have a husband? Uh, I'm not going to ask for a show of hands today. But if that's you today, I reckon God already says yes to that. I reckon Jesus is God's yes to that. You can just say Amen. Maybe this is your year. Maybe the power of God moving in your life is the power of God to... Praise God, yes, have a relationship. Anyway, I need the band to to come forward. We're just about done. God is moving and He's moving here. And some of you have sensed Him since since the very beginning of the message. I don't know, maybe you haven't sensed that. Maybe you've come into this environment for the the first time and it's just like, what is going on here? Do you know, Jesus comes to a guy, he has this conversation with a guy called Nicodemus in John 3. And literally that's what Nicodemus is doing in the conversation. Nicodemus turns up 
and says to Jesus, what is going on here? He says, we can tell that God's moving through you. I'm paraphrasing, but He says, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God because nobody could do the signs that you're doing unless God were with Him. In other words, what's going on here? God's clearly moving through Jesus and He doesn't understand it. And Jesus begins to unpack the move of God uh, for Nicodemus. Have I got time to do this? I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, And He says, He says this, flesh gives birth to flesh, John 3, 6, but the Spirit gives birth to Spirit. You shouldn't be surprised at me saying you must be born again. The wind blows wherever it pleases. You hear its sound, but you can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. And it's like that with everybody who is born of the wind. Jesus says, this the move of God, can I paraphrase Jesus? Help me Jesus to paraphrase in a worthy way. Jesus puts it this way to Nicodemus. says, the move of God is like the moving of the wind. The atmosphere is everywhere, but the wind's blowing somewhere. And right now, you could feel the wind, but Nicodemus, you don't know why that, that, that wind is blowing. And actually, if we can go a little bit deeper, the word for wind in this passage is the same Greek word as the word that's normally used for Spirit or Holy Spirit elsewhere in the New Testament, the word pneuma. What Jesus is actually saying to him, He's inviting him to think about the wind so that He can illustrate the way in which the Spirit moves. But what He's saying to him is this, Nicodemus, God's moving. The Spirit's moving. The wind of the Spirit's blowing. And you've sensed it, but you can't tell. Because see, God has a will. God's Spirit moves according to God's will. The Spirit moves, if you will, at the, at, at the pleasure of God's will. Jesus says it's like that with everybody who's born of the Spirit. We move, we are moved at the pleasure of God's will. And so you know, Christian, you know right now that God has a will in this moment. Many of you can begin to sense and apprehend what it is. But um, it's gonna take some agreement. Can I, just before we sing, thank you for coming. I, uh, two more minutes, my fault. I thought I was ready for the band. The band is ready for us. We're nearly ready, but uh, I was in Papua New Guinea uh, really recently. And um, I, I tell this story everywhere right now because it was just so exciting. It's a lady who came at the end of the meeting, an old, old lady, and she'd struggled with chronic pain in her belly for 12 years. And she was actually really desperate because she, as she told us, she was poor and did not have money to pay for medical attention. So she couldn't actually tell us accurately what was wrong, only that it hurt and that it hurt constantly. And, uh, and she asked for prayer. And um, uh, I, I prayed with her and as I laid hands on her and began to pray for her, she, um, the tears started to flow, the pitch of her voice started to raise and, and she became almost hysterical in her desperation. And I had to say to her, hey, you don't need to do that. I had to just calm her down and say, you, you don't need to do that. It's already a yes for you. You just need to receive. And she was able to calm down she was able to receive and she received her healing, complete healing. And see, I'm, I'm bewildered because her words are saying, I'm completely healed, but her face, there's absolutely no change. She's just looking stony faced. And, and, and so I'm, I'm going after her, I'm like, when you say completely healed, do you mean you, there's no pain or less pain? She said, no pain. And I said, but you were experiencing pain before we prayed. And she said, yes, constantly. And I'm like, 
okay, well, praise God. And I'm trying to get it to, I'm like, let's give God some praise. Let's give God some glory in this moment. Hallelujah. But it's all my hallelujah. She's stony faced and she says, my eyes. Why? Because she'd come to the promises of God with this kind of poverty mentality that, that, that says, maybe I only get one. And she was so desperate. Don't leave until I get my healing for the other thing. And she began to explain, I've got this growth on my eye and she's doing the actions and all that because we're working through an interpreter at this stage. Uh, and the little English she understood, she couldn't understand my accent anyway. Um, and, uh, but she's describing this growth on her eye and we prayed for her and she starts doing this. And, she's, and I said, is that healed? And she said, yes, I can't feel it anymore. And, and then she began to get excited because she received this. Come on. I don't want to preach a Santa Claus Christianity. I mean, I'm the last guy that, that wants to do that, trust me. But can I just declare to you the truth of God's Word? You can have it all in His presence today. You can have it all. And if it's healing that you need, you don't have to stop at just one promise. Pull out a couple. Just get your eyes healed as well. Come on, can I stir some faith in this place? It's time, it's time for us to come into agreement. Come on, I need some lightning rods in this place. I need some people who are gonna just invade the front, invade the altar here and say, the Kingdom of Heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. Come on, who are those lightning rods? You can begin to come forward right now as we sing this song. Hey, it's been so great that you've been able to join us today. I hope that your faith is filled. If you have any prayer requests or you want to connect with us any further at Planet Shakers, why don't you be a part?